Welcome to St. Louis on the Air. I'm Don Marsh. Today we'll take a look at what's happening in the relationship between St. Louis City and County. There's a new debate on the need or lack of it for the two jurisdictions to consolidate. It's an old debate with a new twist as the organization Better Together is formulating a consolidation plan. County Police Chief John Belmar is proposing separately that the city and county police departments join forces. Should we move forward on all of this? Joining me in studio is Terry Jones, Professor Emeritus of Political Science at the University of Missouri-St. Louis, and he is the author of Fragmented by Design, Why St. Louis Has has so many governments. Terry, great to have you with us. Thanks for having me. I think for people to understand some of the things that are going on today, about which we don't know all that much, we have to understand what happened uh, prior to this time. Let's start with that great divorce. In 1876, the city of St. Louis, which was part of a larger St. Louis county and was, had about 90% of its population, uh, thought that the county officials were holding it back and it needed the freedom to do things that would make it an even better and more modern city. And it had become the fourth largest city in the country at this point. Uh, so they decided that if they could find a way to separate themselves from the county and also get home what was a new-fashioned concept then, home rule, they would be able to chart their own way. And so through a series of very organized and clever manipulations, and I say that in a good sense, political, uh, they take, took advantage of the Constitutional Convention of 1875, put a provision in the Constitution uh, so that the city could separate from the county and have its own plan for its development, uh, and successfully made that happen in 1876. So I guess it worked pretty well for a while. When did people begin to think maybe it was a bad idea? Well, they thought they were farsighted when they had their scheme in 1876, and so they did knew that the, the city whose boundaries at that point only extended to Grand, a present-day Grand, mm-hmm. um, they would, that was about 20 square miles. So the, first of all, the plan of the new city of St. Louis within St. Louis County, but separate from St. Louis County, uh, and having the county itself expanded the boundaries, tripled them, 60 square miles. Mm-hmm. Uh, that would be enough room for time eternity, they thought. Uh, but time eternity turned out to be about 20 years, 25 years, um, with the, all the success associated much of it with the 1904 World's Fair. People started to move out. Trolleys were in, became in existence. We were on the dawn of the automobile age. Suburban growth was occurring, and the city found itself hemmed in. And when did the county, is that the point at which the county started to grow and populate? Well, the county at this point is only about 100,000 people, Mm -hmm. Um, but it's where the land is, and the city was getting full in terms of all land being, uh, having an urbanized use. Uh, And there's still the desire to to retain parks like Tower Grove, Fairgrounds, and Forest Park. So if you're going to grow in the city, and they wanted to grow, uh, you needed land, and that land was now in St. Louis County. Um, the city sought authority from the state during the early 19, 20th century in the 19 aughts and 19 teens to have greater annexation powers to annex territory in the county. County legislators representing the city, apart representing the county in the state legislature, as you might imagine, resisted that. Uh, and so it was not until they were unsuccessful in that, they sought another change in the Constitution so that they could have another device called a Board of Freeholders uh, to reconsider devices for the city and the county to have a different relationship. What is the kind of thing that would have to happen to to, uh, get these two jurisdictions together again? I mean, you mentioned the freeholders. I, I recall the freeholders in the 80s when they, when they mm. attempted to, uh, to, to do this. 
Well, there are two ways to make this happen legally. Mm-hmm. Uh, if the first is a provision built into the Constitution originally in 1875 for the separation of the city from the county, uh, added to in the 1920s and again in the 1940s and the 1960s, so that the city and the county could do a lot of different things together. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it uh, puts forth a process to establish a board of freeholders, nine from the city, nine from the county, one appointed by the governor from somewhere in Missouri but outside the city and the county, give them a year to develop a plan. And that's happened in the mid-20s, it happened in the late 1950s, and it happened in the late 1980s. There have been five attempts, if I think, if I've read correctly, to do this. It, depending on how you account attempt, you can go anywhere from five to ten. <laughs> five to ten. And there's, none of them got anywhere, obviously. Well, so yes. Well, one of them was a board of freeholders to establish a joint sewer district from the city and the county uh-huh. in 1954. That's the origins of MSD. Uh, any other uh, uh, events? <laughs> <laughs> All of the others have been rejected at the polls. Why uh, Why do you think, the, well, I'm sure you know, why they were rejected at the polls? Well, you all pretty much have to go proposal by proposal. In the 1920s, the resistance uh, came from the county. The city thought it was this still, the, the, the cat's meow, to use the little jargon mm-hmm. or the language of that term. <laughs> uh, and the county should be wonderfully excited to be back, have the city back. And the county didn't see it that way. And the city, of course, wanted to control everything in the county. The proposal that came out of the uh, 1925-1926 Board of Freeholders had all the city government taking over all portions of St. Louis County, mm-hmm. wiping out all the municipalities, having a one school district, the St. Louis Public Schools taking over all the K-12 through education in the county and so forth. Uh, by the time we get to the late 50s and they're back at the table, uh, the county's view is it's growing and it's – it's the one that should be in charge, by and large. Uh, the city's saying, well, we're still the city. That's what it's, people think of first when they think of St. Louis. So they couldn't try to figure out or had difficulty figuring out who should be the boss, the ultimate boss. By the time we get to the 1980s, that county says it should be us, and the city, mm-hmm. of course, resisted that. Yeah. The, the situation kind of flipped over the years, didn't it, with the county becoming the dominant uh, if you will, the dominant jurisdiction. Right. Nobody wants to marry down or marry up mm-hmm. sometimes. And um, in the 1920s, it was the city thinking it was the more desirable partner. Certainly by the 1980s, the county seen it that way. If you, In retrospect, they were about at parity in terms of wealth, uh, income, and other measures uh, in population in the 1950s, but they didn't see it that way at the time. Uh, as I recall, uh, most people were saying uh, in the most recent attempt that the county didn't want to, want to absorb the city's problems. They looked at the city, which had gone down in population, a great degree of poverty, crime, and that sort of thing. County people didn't want any part of that. Well, the 1980s effort, <clears throat> there was a behind-the-scenes effort that never resulted in a, an, a public process like a board of freeholders but it did result in a plan that was circulated, although behind closed doors, that would have wiped out the city and have the St. Louis County government be a municipal county taking charge of both territories. Um, and when they polled on that issue, the, the, the group behind it, which was largely Civic Progress, the business group in the community, and then the by far the only and biggest one, um, yes, it was very unpopular in the county because they thought correctly that they were going to be assuming financial responsibilities and other responsibilities for the problems of the city. What are the pluses and minuses of the uh, situation as it exists today? 
Well, one of the things that we don't give ourselves adequate credit for in the St. Louis region is that while we've rejected large-scale governmental consolidation, we've done a lot of things to become more regional. We have developed a whole host of institutions, some public, some public-private, uh, to do things on a regional basis. It started with MSD, but we have the Sioux Museum District. We're, we were talking in the intro, you were, about the police cooperation. We already do a great deal. We have the Major K-Squad. We have the Regional Justice Information System. There's a joint Air Force, St. Charles County, St. Louis County. The city of St. Louis have a single Air Force. Mm-hmm. Um, there are other investigatory cooperation and on and on crime, and on. Crime or, lab is something that they're doing now, I know. Um, and you could talk about <laughs> doing more things like a, a single police academy or a single firefighters academy. So um, if you de- develop a list of all of those, and I have a list, uh, it's about 30 of them. Uh, so we do a, a lot of things. We just have rejected a wholesale consolidation of governments. But – it has to be considered inefficient. If you've got a couple of dozen police departments, a couple of dozen fire departments, several school districts, all operating independently and, and with a lot of redundancy, uh, that's, the, that's the rub. Um, no, that's wrong, too. <laughs> it would seem that way. It just makes so much sense. Yeah. But if you, you crunk, crunch the numbers, mm-hmm. if you look at the study after study about whether or not if you get larger, you get more efficient, the answer is, by and large, most of the time, no, mm. including Louisville, the most recent example of a, a city-county merger. So if you ask why does that happen, uh, basically when you combine – let's use police as an example mm. – uh, and you go from having 30 or 40 or 50 police departments to having a single police department. Yes, you only have one chief of police, but it turns out that middle bureaucracy starts to grow pretty fast, and everybody needs to assistant to it or deputy to uh, something. Uh, and so it's called the Leviathan effect, uh, and the notion that bureaucracies become then more internally uh, focused and growing themselves, and uh, you don't have as much of a lean and mean approach to the delivery of public services as you have if, if you do it one municipality at a time. Even though you're, you're duplicating communication systems and things like that that can be expensive? It's the, the, the more effective way to go is to figure out those things that you can do cooperatively, and I'll use the communications. Mm-hmm. St. Louis County municipalities have done a great deal to have joint dispatching services. Uh, we passed, and those of us who live in St. Louis County, a tax uh, not too long ago, about a decade ago, uh, to have a joint communication system throughout the county as well as updating the early warning system. So the advice that you get from people both who do it, public administrators, and people who study it, people like myself, is that pick out those functions that you can do together more inexpensively mm-hmm. But keep things that give a sense of con- local control because they do provide local control local. Mm. Your, your book is titled Fragmented by Design. Mm-hmm. Uh, what does that actually mean, by design? Well, some people look – I wrote the book uh, now almost 20 years ago um, because I, I gave a lot of talks in the community, still do, uh, including talks to people who knew to the community and who usually ask the question, why do you have so many governments? Mm-hmm. And I kept saying, well, uh, that's a complicated question, and it's a long answer. I'll give you a short version. But some, I ultimately got encouraged by several people to, well, why don't you sit down and write out, out the long answer, mm-hmm. or at least a, about almost a 200-page answer. And that's what the book is a result of. Um, 
by the way, we should point out the book is now out of print, but it is available and will be available on our website later today in PDF version. That's right. And yeah. almost every public library in the region has a copy as well. Give us some of the elements of, of those uh, couple of hundred pages that uh, you took on. Uh, the book talks, first of all, about the, the great divorce, t- tells that story, um, then about the suburban explosion in St. Louis County, starting in the early 20th century and going on, um, about the various attempts to reunite the city and the county over the years, um, about the rationale for having a lot of governments is not all that necessarily a bad thing. It provides a more sense of ownership. Uh, provides a sense of a variety of choices in the community. So you and I, if we have different tastes in public goods and services, can live in municipalities that have different styles and, and different ways of doing things. And that's a point that you make uh, in the book, and we've had this conversation before. It brings uh, uh, people a lot closer to government and vice versa by having the mayor you might run into on the street in Pine Lawn or what have yeah, you. Right. And, yeah. and even with, in our largest single municipality, the city of St. Louis, uh, we have 28 wards. That's going to change not too long to 14, but still a fairly high citizen or low citizen to representative ratio. People, so people can get to know the individual that's representing them when it comes to local government decisions. I want to pick up on that point, but we have to take a break, Terry Jones. Let's do that now, and uh, we'll be back in just a moment to consider the conversation on basically the history of the attempts to consolidate St. Louis City and County, and we'll talk also about some of the things going on right now, uh, aimed at doing just that. This is St. Louis on the Air on St. Louis Public Radio 90.7 KWMU. Thank you for listening to this St. Louis on the Air podcast supported by University College at Washington University with undergraduate and graduate programs part-time evening and online. University College at Washington University offering world-class education within reach. Welcome back to our conversation about the potential for consolidating St. Louis City and County. Terry, you are aware, as all of us are, of the attempt by the Better Together organization to put something together to kind of affect uh, the kind of change that we've been talking about. We don't know all the details, but we have an inkling of what some of them are. What, what do you make of this latest attempt? Uh, well, it's obviously been months, in, pardon me, years in the making. Better Together formed over four years ago. Uh, and uh, they've collected a lot of data, uh, and um, they formed a task force. Uh, their process has been somewhat opaque. Uh, they have not brought in ac- outside experts. They've not consulted much with local officials, for example, municipal officials. So uh, the task force report, uh, which uh, they say is going to be released sometime this month, is still something of a mystery, even though there have been leaks about what it possibly would contain. Mm. One of the, uh, there have been a number of recommendations that have been published, and again, we don't know, there's no final version yet, but one of the things it would do is superimpose a new governmental entity, a metro city over St. Louis City and County, with one mayor, one prosecuting attorney, one assessor, and 33 council members. If that ever came into being, what would we have? Uh, we would have a large municipal county that had both county uh, functions as well as city functions, mm. municipal functions. Uh, we would have one parks and recreation department and so forth. Uh, but again, it depends on what kinds of authorities would uh, and uh, functions that would be given to each one. It's very difficult to make sweeping assessments or even 
uh, more uh, detailed ones about the proposal without seeing it in a chapter and verse. Sure. Uh, we, by the way, when this is finalized, we'll have the folks from Better Together on, on this program. But just taking that as a case in point, it's, it's hypothetical at this point. Would it work, do you think? Yeah, particularly given your feelings about what we have now. The <clears throat> lessons from the, the processes in other communities, as well as our own, say that if you try to too, do, much, too, do too much at one time, you're more likely to goof up and then you are to succeed. It's not unlike being in a very dark room, uh, knowing that you have to go in a certain direction, but not knowing exactly what the, where, how to proceed. What do you do? You go one step at a time. <laughs> you don't set out running it as fast as you can in one direction because you might fall off a cliff. You might bump into an obstacle. So radical change is not to be desired when you don't know all the consequences of what you're trying to attempt. Apparently, Rex Singfield, the financier, is behind this, and maybe one of the things that he's looking at is the city earnings tax. <laughs> <laughs> well, then, uh, Mr. Singfield has, has injected himself through his intermediaries into a lot of issues in our state mm. and continues to do so. So uh, is he the wizard behind the curtain? Uh, sometimes it seems that way. Given what you've been telling us about the Board of Freeholders and what is on the books right now, uh, it, it looks like this would go to a statewide vote, whatever form it comes out as. Well, yeah, earlier I, I talked about there's two ways to do this, yeah. and the, I mentioned that I've outlined the Board of Freeholders yeah. way. The other way is to amend the Constitution, mm -hmm. and that requires a statewide vote. And that's been tried before, too. The 1962 Borough Plan was a statewide vote on the Constitution. The Metropolitan Federation Plan uh, to establish a metro district and a metro government in 1930 was a statewide vote. Uh, the reason to do a statewide vote from a proponent standpoint is that uh, you can control what it's all about. Uh, if you go to a Board of Freeholders, it's an independent body. So Better Together could say to a Board of Freeholders, here's what we think you should do. But that board would have the ultimate decision about whether or not it was going to propose some or all of the plan that Better Together has put together. Mm -hmm. If Better Together wants its plan and only not to be uh, tampered with uh, before uh, being adopted, uh, a vote of the people statewide would accomplish that. Although it raises the question of why should people outside the city and the county be voting on on, on our form of government, our local form of government. Whatever the, uh, the Better Together plan uh, turns out to be, there is certainly going to be some opposition to it. Uh, clearly, that's, uh, that's not going to sail through. You belong to an organization called Cities Strong. You're on the board there. Um, what is that organization, and would it play a role in any of this? Uh, that's under discussion by the board as we speak. Um, <clears throat> Cities Strong believes very much in local autonomy. It believes in our system that we've been involving is needs to get even better in terms of addressing regional challenges, but we need to preserve what is very important about St. Louis, and that is our sense of ownership of our local governments. Um, I do a lot of surveys, uh, Don, in the region, and whenever I ask the question at a focus group or on a survey, what do you like best about our region? The answer I get far more often than any other is, well, we have a lot of good things, cosmopolitan amenities, professional sports, the Cardinals, the Zoo Museum District, the cultural institutions, but we have a small town feel. Mm -hmm. And you know how we do accomplish that? We have a lot of small towns. <laughs> that, that's, what, that's how you accomplish that. And that does make St. Louis distinct, more distinct than many other metropolitan areas. 
One of the things that uh, that we haven't talked about that I think is important in all of this is uh, the the feeling of the African American community that if there was some sort of consolidation, the political clout that uh, this community has worked so hard to develop over the years would be diluted, and uh, that would be a, a negative in, in that uh, respect. One of the reasons the 1962 borough proposal lost in the city of St. Louis was the African American community thinking that it would correctly. Mm-hmm. Uh, dilute its power, and that would be a challenge, I think, to any proposal that comes that better together, puts out the combines the city or hefts uh, to with the county. Yeah. We uh, we have a number of callers who want to get into the sure. conversation. As time will allow, let's bring them in. Uh, let's see, Charles and Crestwood, let's bring you in first. Go ahead. Howdy. Uh, if Baltimore is the only other city county in America, did one city inspire the other? And it'd be good to mention that St. Louis City was about eight hundred thousand in nineteen fifty, and now it's about three hundred thousand. Thank you. <laughs> well, Barton, the uh, the, the, most, the closest example or a comparison to St. Louis in terms of structure is indeed Baltimore. The city of Baltimore is a separate county from the county of Baltimore. Baltimore County, on the other hand, has very actually no municipalities. So county government does both municipal and uh, county functions in that uh, jurisdiction. Okay. I lived in Baltimore for six years, then came to St. Louis. I, I've been surrounded by a county for the last 45 years. Okay, another call. Let's uh, take Jack's call from Baldwin. Go ahead, Jack. Hi. Thanks for taking my call. Um, I just wanted my, my opinion is that it's, uh, I, I, that dealing with the city, uh, I live in the county, is very difficult. I, I just hate going to the city hall, St. Louis City Hall, to do anything. Um, a concrete example is, you know, I go there and I have to wait and uh, take a number, I wait 30 minutes, and they tell me, oh, you're in the wrong place, go to the second floor. And then I take another number, and I wait again. Um, but in the smaller municipalities, you know, I just go right up to the the uh, window there, and they're like, the the correct person, if they're not the right person, they just shout over the cubicle, and the correct person comes right away. So I feel uh, small municipalities are a lot more helpful, um, and I like working with them more. You know, I've, uh, like Valley Park, and it's just easier to uh, work with them. Jack, thanks for the call. Terry, that's exactly what you've been saying. Yes, and not everybody <laughs> likes to bo- uh, shop at a uh, large big box like in Walmart. Some people like boutiques, uh, and we have a mixture of the larger municipalities and not so large so that you can pick which ones are more c- comfortable with your particular approach to public goods and services. How might, uh, if, if talking about this consolidation again, the better together, we have some idea of what they're talking about, how would taxation work? And the, the earnings tax is, is part of that, a big chunk of the city budget. Uh, the, there's the cliche about the devil in the details. Uh, the, the first thing that a lot of scholars and practitioners will look at when Better Together issues its plan is what's going to happen with mm-hmm. issues like that. Public indebtedness, pension systems uh, are among the things that have would have to be sorted out. Um, certainly one could predict that if indeed that plan has that level of detail, the only sure winner are the lawyers in our community. Mm-hmm. Well, it's a $25 million effort, so I imagine it's going to have quite a, quite a bit of, uh, of detail. Let's, uh, take You're a, right. Campaign consultants are a second group that, <laughs> that will do well with this. Exactly. And are doing well. Yeah. All right. Another call. Uh, let's take Will calling from Baldwin. Will, are you there? Yeah. Um, I heard the conversation about Baltimore and Baltimore County, but our current – 
um, Metro government is currently in Louisville, Nashville, and Indianapolis. It seems to be working in those cities. And the only reason I think it may not work in St. Louis is the stakeholders who don't trust the process. All right. Well, thanks for the call. Uh, if you read the literature on all of the three jurisdictions you're talking about, Nashville, Davidson County, Tennessee, uh, Indianapolis, Marion County, and uh, uh, Indiana, and Louisville, Jefferson County, in Kentucky, um, the assessment after the fact is that it, it's worked and it's not delivered everything that they thought it would deliver. Uh, it's okay. Um, but each of those has, has arrived at that in their own way with their own difference. I might add both Jefferson County still has lots of suburban municipalities, and in, uh, in that's the Louisville area, as does Marion uh, County, Indianapolis. All right. One final call, then we're going to have to say goodbye, and we'll bring in Ron from Ferguson. Go ahead, Ron. Yeah, I think it would be a complete disaster if the city of the citizens of state, city and county are not the only ones that vote on it. If they vote on it and it passes, wonderful. Uh, I would think, though, if it did pass, that all sales tax revenue would have to be collected and distributed per capita, uh, uh, based uh, to each to each uh, area, and um, all these employees would probably get a pay increase because these small municipality employees don't get paid that much. So you would see a significant uh, increase in cost in pay. And if it's such a great idea, let's throw St. Charles in there in all the school districts. <laughs> Thanks, Ron. Uh, those are all very good points, particularly uh, the cost going up, because if you put multiple units together, in all likelihood, people doing a certain job are going to go to the higher level of pay. No, you don't want to pay cut. And so that your average compensation rises. Well, there's so much to learn about what this uh, next proposal is going to be. We'll just have to wait it out. The Better Together report is expected out in a couple of weeks, as I understand it. And when it happens, we're going to have those representatives on our program, as I indicated. Terry Jones, thank you so much for being with us. Let me point out once again that your book, uh, Fragmented by Design, will be available uh, in PDF format on our website uh, later this afternoon. Thank you, Don. Thanks for having me. It's always great to have you. This is St. Louis on the Air on St. Louis Public Radio, 90.7 KWMU. Support comes from Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to sustainable and sound conservation of the state's forests, which support more than 41,000 Missouri jobs, resulting in a $10 billion industry. Choosewood.com.